is this the first is this the first thing that's started to come out weird yeah well so yeah. I, I i tried a mandalorian helmet um and it came out the same way and i was like um that one that one was a free file off of i think thingiverse so i was like well maybe the file's bad um because it's sometimes it's a crapshoot with the quality of what you get. So I was just like the short trooper one was actually like a paid uh, Patreon that I belong to. Yeah. And so I knew that the dude, the dude's quality was up there. So I was like, well, that's, that's fine. It's, it's like my favorite trooper helmet. So I'll just start with this, with the short trooper. And then as I, as I started to print it out, it started to get wavy and I was like, well, this isn't right. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. Things cooling off in Florida? Uh, it appears to be. Yeah, I, I saw a bunch of my Florida friends be like, it's like 70 degrees out. Yep. It's early winter for you. I know, but summer's coming back. <laughs> It always does. I know. This is your first winter of many. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, very exciting. Yeah. Did you see the big MGM sphere is officially open? I did. Did you see any of the footage? I did. It looks fucking amazing. Doesn't it? Uh, so... I, I thought the I thought the outside was cool. I thought you know when mm-hmm. when they make it into a big moon or a big happy face or a Death Star or whatever they've been doing with it was was cool. And then you see the inside with you two playing and these like grand vistas or um, like the digital noise behind them and stuff. And like mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that like when they come out to start the show and it looks like stone walls are behind them uh-huh. and then the yep. stone walls split and like come away and there's all this stuff behind it just an incredible piece of technology yeah very cool stuff yeah very cool stuff I wonder what their business model is to turn this into at least recouping their investments I mean, word of mouth seems to be like if they can get people to come in and play, it sounds like they're going to pack that place. Yeah. And I think Industrial Light and Magic did a bunch of the, the, like set pieces the video. For, for you two. Yes, so, they did do some of them. You know, I don't know if you'd get Industrial Light and Magic all the time, but if you could get in an like an upstart company that knew what they were doing with that technology like there'd be no limit to what you could do in there 
Right. Like, I don't know if you saw the video too of like them, like the people in the audience turning their cameras upward and it looked mm-hmm. like a flat ceiling was coming down. Yes. Like shit like that blew my mind. I was like, I don't know how you're doing that. Yeah. I wonder if any of the audience got vertigo. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I know that there, there are people like, I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure you have, but, um, have you ever been in one of those like attractions where like, it's a gigantic screen. It's like a, not 360, but it's like a, it's more than 180. Yeah. And like, it shows you on like, um, like roller coasters and shit. And like, you kind of feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. I'm I've known people that have gotten sick in those. So I can only imagine if you're like fully encompassed in it. Right. Like it must be something else. Especially if you're not prepared for it. Yeah. Like shit just starts spinning around you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Apparently this costs $2.17 billion. Wow. That's a lot, but it seats what seventeen thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's why I think if to, if you got a like a decent performer in there, you know, I'm sure if they got fucking Taylor Swift to come in for a month, right. they could make a shit ton of money off of it. Hmm. But what kind of investment would they have to do to get her show up to that level? I don't know. Like I would like to see the, the U2 numbers of what it costs to build a video and then implement it into the building. Mm-hmm. You know, what, it, what, what cut is U2 getting as opposed to the sphere? Like there's, there's a ton of right. questions. So I hope it works for them because it's, it's, it's an amazing addition to, a town that's known for like high tech shows. Right. And it's kind of surprising that it's in the U S and not in like Japan. Yeah. Or or like London or something. Yeah. It's very cool stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Or speaking of technology, have you seen the latest news about Tom Hanks? I saw, is this the, is this the AI dental thing? Yes. Yeah. So apparently somebody was using an AI version of Tom Hanks to like schlep dental work or something. Dental insurance. Dental insurance. Yeah. And that's a, it's a really weird, like, why do you think that you wouldn't get caught? Right. Or do they want to, or is it more behind the company that made the video and showing what they can do? I guess, but I mean, at a time when an entire industry is striking over AI, Mm -hmm. it's a weird pull to be like, Hey, look what we can do. Right. And not even like it's Tom fucking Hanks. It's not like it's, it's any actor off the street. Right. And I'm sure the theory is, well, if you can't tell the real Tom Hanks from the AI one, then we're doing our job. Mm-hmm. But you're also making the case for the actor strike. 
Yeah. Definitely. You know, it's not going to be like Lucasfilm and um, uh, when they remade Tarkin, where they went to his family and was like, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money so that we can recreate your dead relative. Right. Like, people are going to use this shit nefariously to be like, hey, we'll do a cameo of this person in this movie now that they're dead and they'll never know. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Just wait for the AI Fran Drescher to come around. (laughs) That'll be something. (laughs) I mean, and you know, it's, it's, we're just steps away from then somebody in the black market taking those AI things and being like, Hey, did you ever want to have sex with your favorite movie star? Mm-hmm. Now with, now with this set of gloves and this, uh, you know, virtual reality headset, you can, you can do that. And like, you know, it's just going to get out of hand. And we're right. all, we're already to the point where like, there have been things that came out from like, not just the Tom Hanks thing, but you know, people making AI versions of politicians and you're mm-hmm. going to get politicians saying shit that they never said. And both sides are going to be fucked because both sides are going to do it to each other. Right. And then you're really screwed. And then, you know, who do you trust? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird, like, you know, when, when they used to joke about like AI taking over and ruling the world, I don't believe this is what they had in mind, but I could be wrong. I don't know. We're getting mighty close to Sky Nash. Maybe AI just wants to be entertained and is like, you know, I like Tom Hanks movies. So if I can make my own Tom Hanks movies. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a weird time for sure. It's only going to get weirder. Unless we get hit by the the asteroid that's coming. Well, I mean, World War 3 just started, so how long is that going to take for us to get sucked in? <laughs> but you know what? I can I can confidently say by Christian standards, this is not the end of the world. Because because in the Bible, there's supposed to be peace in the Middle East. That's right. For the end of the world to happen. So we're not there. Right. I don't know. Kind of scary. (laughs) Kind of scary. Between world news and our own news. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, come on. When when Trump is Speaker of the House, it's going to be great. That must that just shows that he's insane. <laughs> he has no no right to claim that role. Uh, well, so so for one, the Republicans have made it impossible for him to take it because they made a rule that said that if you're under indictment, you can't hold the, the speakership. Mm-hmm. So even if he wanted to do it by their own rules, they can't. Right. But 
the crazy thing is that his with his name being floated between a guy that covered up sexual assault and the other guy who said that he was David Duke without the baggage. Like Mm -hmm. it's not getting any better. Like it's just going to get more fucked up as this goes on. No. And there was somebody on Fox news calling for civil war. Of course. It's like, because they just want to sit back and watch it burn and they'll profit off of it. Except this time in a civil war, there is a very well, uh, regulated military that still listens to the president. Mm Mm-hmm. And so anything most, would be kind of part. quashed very quickly. Right. So uh, they can call for civil civil war all they want. I still think their best bet is to all retreat to fucking Texas and build the wall around Texas and mm-hmm. let them go nuts. Let them, let them do whatever the fuck they want in Texas. There's enough Maybe room. Maybe that's what DeSantis should do. Instead of DeSantis getting Mexico to pay for the wall, maybe DeSantis should just pony up the money to isolate Texas and move there. Hey, hey, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I let, was at the, let I them was all at, go. Yeah, I was at the doctor's office um, Friday morning and it was pretty full and there were these two old women. One of them was kind of in her 60s. The other looked to be a lot older than that. And the older woman made some comment about, well, welcome to socialist America. (laughs) And the woman next to her is like, well, the only way to stop it is to bring Trump back. No. I I so wanted to say something. I so wanted to say something. It's like, first of all, you're both elderly. Are you on Medicare? You're socialists. Well, like there are socialist programs for everything, though. Yes, there are. The police and the fire department are socialist programs. Mm hmm. And nobody talks about that. It's well, because you can't talk about the police and fire departments. They're our heroes. Still socialist, though. Exactly. You know, maybe they, well, you know, when the government finally shuts down because there's nobody in the House to uh, ratify an official budget <laughs> and these old people lose their, their benefits and their pensions and their Social Security and their, their, you know, maybe then they'll realize they fucked up. But I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> There's too much stupid out there. Look, those old people will die before they let the libs own them. So maybe they should hurry up and do it. No. I agree. You know, they used to be called, what was it? The, the, the glass great generation or whatever. The ones who were like after world war two, the greatest generation. Yeah. Greatest generation. And it's like, look at them now. Yeah, well, they let all that shit go to their heads. Mm-hmm. And they decided the best way was here and now and not the future. And what we're leaving the next generation is sad. Right. And pitiful. And, like, re- it's it's a fucking crime. It's a crime against humanity. It's not, it's, it's not about... It's not about the money. It's, it's about the people. There's 8 billion people on this planet. 
and the planet can't take that. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, it, the idea of competitive politics should be over. It's, it needs to be cooperative. We're not getting out of this any other way. Right. So I don't, I don't understand. Like, like they're all bitching about like America first. And it's like, if, um, if we go, if the rest of the world goes under, we go under too. Mm -hmm. And so like America first doesn't buy us anything. Right. And the fact that all these people have kids and grandkids and they don't fucking care about their future just blows my mind. Well, that's where the stupid comes in. They, they just don't realize what they're doing. Yeah, I guess. You know, we just had like the hottest summer on record. Yep. And, you know, climate change is a big scam. Yep. Yeah, I. We do a family Zoom every Monday and a month ago or whenever it was when the water was boiling off of Florida. Mm -hmm. I made a comment about it. And my uncle was all about, oh, that's just the sensor at the top. That doesn't mean anything. I was like, well, why are all the fish dying then? Like, right. If it doesn't mean anything, why are all the fish dying? If, <laughs> why are whales and dolphins attacking boats? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the earth and nature are telling us how fucked up we are making this world. Right. And nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. And so maybe humanity doesn't deserve to live. I, you know... I I think it's terrible that my kid's going to have to live in a world where it's way hotter than it is fucking now. You know, and what's that going to lead to? It's going to lead to droughts. It's going to lead to fucking famine. And she's going to mm-hmm. have to deal with that. And right. that, that fucking sucks. So I don't know. Well, anyway. In other news, what did you watch this week? <laughs> uh, I watched. Um, you want to start with TV or movies? Uh, you can start with TV. I didn't watch any movies this week. Okay. Uh, I watched the finale of Ahsoka. And what did you think? I really enjoyed this show. Um, I know there's a lot of people that said it was slow at times and. But I really enjoyed it. I think it is peak Star Wars. I think this, along with Andor, are probably my two favorite Star Wars TV properties at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the did you catch the title of the episode? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even even my kid, my kid was like, "Is that an Arnia reference?" I was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. Because even even the world between worlds is a play on mm-hmm. Narnia. So like Dave's been into Narnia and Lord of the Rings for his whole life, and it shows. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from like the title all the way to the giant statues at the end was straight out of Lord of the Rings. Uh, yep. Like that's the first thing I thought of. Yep. There's, there's like five endings to this, like in return of the King, like he, there's an homage in here to Dave's favorite, like fantasy properties that he's just going like full bore on. So 
Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved everything from um, Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra fighting with lightsabers mm-hmm. to the almost stereotypical horror trope of the uh, them killing all the stormtroopers and then the green magic shows up and they all just get back up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're still not really sure what they were like under the armor because we got a kind of a view of a death trooper that was kind of zombie-ish. Right. Um, and the, the thing of like killing the brain is what kind of stopped them. So, um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of an interesting place to leave it too. Mm-hmm. Um, my, one of my big questions was, does there, does the, um, Dathomirian black magic make stormtrooper armor impenetrable to lightsabers? Because the first time mm-hmm. you ever see a lightsaber in star Wars, it's, Obi-Wan cutting off the dude's arm in the cantina. Right. And none of these guys lost any limbs. They were big. A lot of them lost their heads. Well, towards the end. Yeah. But like they're swinging at them and they're just like going down. And I know it's a TV show and I know it's, they're not going to show like blood spurting out and stuff. But I was just kind of like, they're not doing a lot of damage to the stormtroopers, so I didn't know whether or not that was going on. But um, I I feel like this show built to a conclusion that while some people see is just a setup, I find kind of satisfying. Really, I okay. I liked the idea that the end of Rebels is Ezra and Thrawn being taken to a distant galaxy. And the end of this is Ahsoka and Sabine ending up where they were and Thrawn and Ezra being back in the regular universe in the regular galaxy. Right. I don't know. There was something poetic about it. I know they talk about star Wars rhyming like poetry, but, um, I really enjoyed that. I, I thought, the only thing that I'm a little bit disappointed in that Balin and Shin were not really in the episode. Yeah. And the only way now to conclude Balin's story is to recast him. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to find somebody. I know there's been a lot of people online talking about Liev Schreiber taking his place. If they could get mm, him to do okay. it. Um, there were a couple of other people too. Um, and I think I think at some point people were just like, if you're an older guy, you're tall with a beard, they're trying to recast you into this role. So like Jonathan Frakes popped up one time is like, we should get him to be Balin. Um, there were a couple other people, too, that I was like, mm, I don't know about that, but they've got to recast it because if they're going to carry on his story. And. Right. Uh, or at least finish his story. Yeah. Obviously the, the statue he's on are the mortis gods that represent the force. Mm-hmm. And 
even even though it's called uh paradia i think is the name of the planet mm-hmm. that they're on um it sure seems like mortis from uh, was it clone wars that mortis showed up in it must have been um uh, because the only time it's yeah. really mentioned in rebels i think is when they find the um jedi temple the the entrance right. to the the world between worlds um where there's the mural of the father the daughter and the son right um so i'm wondering whether paradia is actually mortis um or where the people from mortis came from well i mean it's obviously connected yeah so you know remains to be seen I also think it's interesting that Thrawn's ship is full with all of the dead uh, witches. Yep. It's like, oh, what the hell is he going to do with that? He's going to try to and take over the, the, if, the, the main universe. Right. And in the books, um, he finds these creatures that will dampen Jedi powers. Oh, really? Yeah. So we haven't seen those yet, but obviously he was caught off a little bit by Sabine and Ahsoka. Yeah, he wasn't... I don't know if he's... If the idea is that he's slowed down with age, but in the... In Rebels, he's more of um, a cunning strategist. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he's always studying his enemies art and culture to figure out how to defeat them. And he's had, he's had, um, like direct contact with Sabine during rebels. And right. It seemed like his big play was like rain fire down on him. And then when that didn't work, he was like, all right, send those troops. Like it, didn't really seem like he had a plan and like they're hooking the ship up. Why not just be like, get the ship up away from the tower. Right. Which I know plot armor of getting Ezra back so that one of the other weird things I didn't understand was Ezra still wearing the stormtrooper armor Mm -hmm. when he's alone on the, on the shuttle and lands and like gets out of the shuttle and Hera's like got an entire like group of people with weapons. Right. And like chopper goes over and, and then he takes his helmet off. I'm like, why isn't he in like his normal outfit? Right. Like that was, or at least take the helmet off when you get off the ship or radio to Hera and be like, Hera, it's Ezra. I'm on my way. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But I mean, that's just one of the, just one of the return of the King ending. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. So is there going to be a season two or is this going into the movie trilogy? I have not seen anything. I know there was a, there was an interview with Rosario Dawson back in the summer where she talked about she was really hoping for a season two. Now that was before anybody saw this. 
So the the TV show is set up to continue. There is no way that they were going to just leave this as a one season show. You would think. There was no way that Disney looked at this and said Ahsoka and Sabine are and Hu Yang are off in the other galaxy and Ezra and Thrawn are back and you know there's no mention of this at all during the sequel trilogy so you know whatever maybe they just go away so I would I would have to assume that in the dealings with Lucasfilm Filoni was like yeah this is like a multi-year arc that we're doing right Um, I think while I think the the overall story could have been compressed a little and maybe done in like six episodes. I feel like these types of stories benefit from longer than two hours. So I would really, yeah. I would really like to see a second season and then a trilogy. Like make, make the second season um, Ahsoka and Sabine trying to get back and Thrawn setting up his threat. Right. And then it's, we got to get everybody to help. And that's when Din Djarin and Grogu and Boba Fett and well, not Andor, he's dead by then. Um, and Bo-Katan and all those people kind of show up to help. I would like to see that, but like, I, I don't know what their plans are. Right. It would be nice though. It would. So where does this fall it for you would. overall? I, I liked it as much, if not more than Andor. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I liked seeing the rebels characters in real life. I like Rosario Dawson as uh, Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. I like the uh, um, what's her name? Elspeth Morgan. Morgan Elspeth. Yeah, that's it. Morgan (laughs) Elspeth. Um, I I like that character. I mean, she didn't have a lot to do the first time we saw her. Right. So now it's you know she's. Becoming a very formidable um, adversary. Yeah, but she's dead now. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Or is she? (laughs) The sisters can raise the dead. They can, and anything is possible, I guess. I mean, she's now got, like, night magic, but, like, they did, they were like, yeah, she's dead. To Thrawn, so I, I don't really know how they, you know how they would kind of justify that. but Well, you know, Luke's father was dead for so long. <laughs> He's just a force ghost. <laughs> well, no. Growing up, Luke was told that Darth Vader killed his father. Oh, true. Well, from a certain point of view. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, have you finished only murders? Yep. So it was both the mother and the son. 
Yes. Which was interesting. Yeah, it felt a little weird. Because the son didn't really mean to kill him. It was just an accident, more or less. Yeah. And, you know, the mother didn't know. Well, she knew that her son had, had obviously pushed him through the elevator. But maybe she didn't know the full story behind it. Because if he, you know, if he told his story the way he did, he probably would have gotten off on a lesser charge. Because she was so worried about his career because she's terminal that, you know, he couldn't have a flop on his hands. Right. But then finding out that his mother was a murderer, wouldn't that kind of <laughs> put a damper on things? You would think. And I also yeah, thought it was weird. it was interesting, like. I know they have a tradition of setting up the next murder, um, mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, and I guess now somebody is out to kill Steve Martin. Charles. Yeah, Charles. Charles and yeah. instead they end up killing his stunt double. Saz. Yeah. Which I kept flashing to space balls. Like, like, because they do the misdirect of she's in the dark and you see them get shot and you're like, Oh, they've killed Steve Martin. Okay. And then right. it kind of goes up and over him and you can see that it's, it's, it's the stunt double. Jane yeah. Jane yep. Lynch. And then like, I kept, I kept flashing the space balls where they're like, you've caught their stunt doubles. And so like, I kept being like, they've killed his stunt double. Right. So I guess that'll be the next one. Yeah. I'm calling it now. I think the first girlfriend is, has escaped prison or whatever, the mental institution in his back. Really? I don't know. It's, it's circular, circular, you know, they got to get back to the beginning. Yes. It's very circuitous. Yes. But what if Mabel goes to LA? Uh, they'll find a reason to keep her. <laughs> but she's got a romance with Tobert. Yeah. She had a romance with, uh, what's her name, last year, too. The, uh, the... No, what was last year? The... Was that the, the art gallery person? Yeah, what's her name? Yeah. The yeah. The one who can't act. Cara Delvigne? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she had she had yeah. a she had a thing with her, and they thought that she was the killer at one point. Right. Well, and there was so much of that that you know, it's like you think they've got the killer, and that's like, but no, there's some kind of twist, and it kept building and building and building. Whereas this one, you you had a pretty good idea of of how he died. Right. You know, I didn't I didn't see the kid doing it as being any kind of huge twist. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens with season three, season four, season four. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, who knows when they'll make that? Right. At least I can write it. 
Although they I f- can, I feel like a lot of times with this show, they've already written the overarching idea, right? So that they can set it up in the finale. I mean, and that's that's like, you know, when Paul Rudd shows up in the ending of season three or season two, everybody was like, "What the hell?" Right. So like. This doesn't have the same weight as that, but like, you know, hopefully they'll bring Meryl Streep back and the rest, the rest of the supporting cast because they were all good. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Meryl Streep's character was going to do Head of Gobbler, <laughs> which I would kind of like to see her voicing a turkey. <laughs> We got some new stuff this week, too. Yeah. Did you watch Loki? I did. And? I liked it. I liked... It It was very, um, like, singular in its plot. There wasn't too much back and forth between things. This was, right. this was very much the mission to unstick them in time, which... I don't think it works totally because there are scenes in the trailer where he's bouncing back and forth. Right. That we haven't seen yet. So, uh, and my, so, and my thing with, uh, this opening episode was I'm trying to figure out whether or not they retconned the final shot of season one which is Loki looking out over the TVA and seeing the large statues of Kang. Right. Because if that's the case, he's not bouncing between just the future and the past. He's bouncing between timelines. Right. And that didn't really come up in this episode. And they didn't even show those statues this time other than well, there's the big head other than when when he zaps the the mural thing so i don't know like but there's there is the the big head that they the timekeepers crash into no 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 oh no. oh, oh yeah you're right when he's in the fed when he's in the fedex truck you're right i i totally forgot about that you're right yeah yeah so then why would there be timekeepers? Like, okay. Maybe they'll explain it. Maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself. Probably. I love seeing K. Huan. So, I thought he was great. I, I did. Li- I liked did, the whole you... thing where he's talking to Loki in the past. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, well, what do we, what do we have to do? Well, we have to make one of these things. Do you have one? No. Wait a minute. <laughs> I do have one. Right. <laughs> Right. I thought that was clever. Do you know what his name refers to? Oh, you mean his Ouroboros? Ouroboros? Yeah. I kind of do. What is it actually referring to, though? Uh, Ouroboros in a number of different mythologies um, is the snake eating its own tail. Oh, okay. 
Interesting. Or it could also have meant it's also the Midgard serpent in the Norse myths. Oh. So, but he's the character is totally new to the TV show. Right. Um. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But there's also another Thor tie-in. I don't know if you caught it. But the town that um, Sylvie ends up in, where okay. she's working in the McDonald's, goes into the McDonald's, yeah, um, is um, the same town where in one of the comic timelines after Ragnarok, um, it's Broxton, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, Thor, Thor bring, brought Asgard to Broxton, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So it'll be interesting to see what that plays into. Are you going to go buy a box of Loki charms? Uh, no. Could be worth money someday. No? No. Could be a good investment. Mm, uh, no. No, no. <laughs> I mean, can you even um, find them, though? I mean, weren't they, like, super uh, limited edition? Yeah. I I saw something about it today online, but didn't really pay attention. Because I saw the thing where, like, people online got them delivered in, like, like a leather briefcase. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is a bit much. Well, tie in. I guess. It's all it's all about the marketing. All about the marketing. Yeah, I mean I I really like where it's going. Yeah, I mean it's Loki's always been a good show. So I'm I'm like I'm looking forward to see what they actually do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Tom Hiddleston is great in the role mm-hmm. and with those supporting characters, like, like I'm not a huge, um, Owen Wilson fan. Like, right. He's okay in some of the stuff, but I really like him in this. And so like, them being on screen together really works and you really feel like they're friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it should be a good season. I mean, there's only five more to go. So. Yeah. Right. hope they're all as good as this one. You can get a box of the box Loki charms the on eBay for $75. Holy shit. See if you had just bought one already. <laughs> Buy a whole case. How many's in a case? 24? 75 bucks a pop? Come on. It's a good chunk of change. You can get them as low as 50. Ooh. Yeah. That's a bargain. Yeah. That is a bargain. Um, did you watch Our Flag Means Death? No, I did not realize that was back until very first recently. three episodes. Oh wow! First okay. three episodes dropped. It's really good. Is it? It's really good. Okay. It it picks up where season one ended. 
Um, it's all Steed and Blackbeard trying to get back to each other. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you'll like it. All right. I'll, I'll have to make a note of that for this week. Yeah. Did you check out that Rao Dahl Wes Anderson movie I talked told yes. you about? Yes, I did. I really liked that. It's, it was so bizarre. It's very Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very um, uh, it's it's very dull too. Like right, like the way that they were able to mix it, I thought was mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. I I had never seen anything told in a way where who's speaking the lines is also like reading the actions out of the book as well. Mm -hmm. So like for anybody who hasn't seen it when they're, when they're speaking like they'll, they'll say, um, then I walked up to him and I said, good day, sir. And then he turned to me and said, and then the other person talks and like there's direction and, stuff in in the dialogue and I like mm-hmm. like that kind of blew me away that that's how that like they had decided to do this but it works really well for the the content yeah I love the little things like the stage hands walking through the scene and yep um, just that whole stylized um set design for us yep and I think Wes Anderson is now single-handedly keeping the miniature shops in yes employed um, yes because they built they built there's a making of on YouTube where they show you all the stuff that they built for this I mean it was massive I mean good on him for keeping that alive right since nobody else is but yeah, and I, I even was curious about the shed that Ronald Dahl is in. Uh-huh. Because I had seen pictures a long time ago of him in his chair. And I was like, how how much did they like really dive into this? And if you go side yeah, well, by side, he, it's 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 it, fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean he wrote the story in that little cottage. Yep. Yep, it was a little shed in his backyard that, like, he would go out and work in every day. Right. And I guess at some point they've moved that to his museum where you can actually still go in and, like, see Oh, it. really? Yeah. Okay. It's somewhere in England. Um, but, yeah, I thought I thought the, the detail of which they, like, recreated everything was was really well done. And you said this is the first of a bunch of them? The first of four. First of four? Okay. I think. Is yeah, it, there's three more to come. Is the it Swan, all Wes Anderson? The Catcher, and Poison. Yes. Okay. And the same cast. Oh, okay. From what I've heard. Interesting. Well, 
I mean, it's a great cast. I mean, Ray Fiennes, Ben Kingsley, Deb Patel. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, apparently the other three have already dropped. They dropped plot uh, a week oh. and a half ago. Oh. Because it was only the first one when I watched. Um, when I originally watched it. Because I, I went and unless unless you have to look for them by their names like it's not it's not in one cuz what i was expecting was like a playlist right and i guess it's not that way that's interesting hmm. yeah so now I'll find the other 3 yeah I'm almost caught up on Lower Decks. I still have to watch the Ferengi episode. Okay. Loved the one with the Betazoids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As a bunch of trunk sorority girls. Yeah, and it was just because they were trying to figure out who was emotionally like affecting them. Right. Yeah, it's such a well done... Star Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. So cleverly written. Yep. So tongue in cheek. Doesn't take itself too seriously. No, and has every episode is filled with like Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Like if you've been a if you've you've been a Star Trek fan since like the beginning, and you're like, oh, it's a cartoon though. Why would I want to watch that? Right. It's very much worth it. So, yeah. So what movies have you watched? Um, so I watched, we watched the Haunted Mansion movie. Okay. Um, not being a, uh, uh, Owen Wilson fan. Uh, yeah. Uh, but being a Rosario Dawson fan, I was, I was cool with it. Um, I liked it for the most part. I okay. liked, I liked how they wrote in the attraction bits without it really kind of taking center stage like if you if you knew the ride you would be like oh that's that and oh that's that okay all right, right well that's the stretching room okay and like anybody who's ever been on that ride knows that when the lights go out in the stretching room the you can see through the ceiling to like an attic right. area and they climb up into the attic like I liked the way that they had constructed everything. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that the Hatbox Ghost was kind of the cause of it all. Yeah. I don't really know if I bought because there is a there's a story to the Haunted Mansion. Right. That isn't really in this. I mean, Gracie's well, in and I, it, but yeah, but like none of the rest of the story is there. 
No, and it's kind of I. I mean, Hatbox Ghost has a cult following. It's right. it was an an effect that never worked right, so it was taken out very early in its run. And then they brought it back in California, where it's a kind of a video gag now, where his head disappears from his shoulders and ends up in the hat box. Right. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I mean, I think the bride could have been a much stronger character. Right. But I guess being, you know, a, a female centric story as opposed to like the, like if the bride was in the Eddie Murphy movie, I think that could have made it a whole lot better. Okay. Like she was looking for one last husband. Right. But I mean, she's there. We see her. Yeah. But it wasn't really, you know, she didn't get to, to play it out. No. And well, I think this was head and shoulders way better than the Eddie Murphy one for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I just, no, knowing the story, I was just like, okay, where are we trying to go with this? Right. The couple things, my, my couple nitpicks. Um, I liked the kid actor. I thought he was decent. Okay. Kid actors are usually hit and miss. So to see one that could actually act, I was like, all right, cool. Um, I don't understand why him and Rosario Dawson are introduced in the movie in like 1940s, like apparel. Yeah. Well, unless they're trying to show you that they have a, a relationship to the mansion. Maybe, but that's not, that's never really no, discussed. It's, not. it's homeboy shows up in knee socks and you're like, and a bow tie. And I'm like, <laughs> what are we trying to do here? Right. Um, did you, did you catch Mary Lou Henner in the beginning? Yes. Yep. <laughs> the, the one thing that I really didn't understand was, and I know it was because it needed to be a twist at the end. But right. when the main guy, Ben, is breaking down to all of the people about his wife's death, there's no way that the death of Rosario Dawson's husband and that kid's father wouldn't have come up. Right. And I know it's all for later on where he's talking to his dad and Rosario Dawson's like, his dad is dead. And it's all the hatbox ghost trying to get a willing ghost or whatever. But right at the same time, I was like, that would not have flown like in real life. That would not have been a thing. Right. Cause here's, here's a dude that's like breaking down, crying over the wife, the, the death of his wife. There's no way Rosario and the kid wouldn't be crying off over the loss of their husband and father. Right. Right. Like that just, that's not how real life goes. So it was one of those things like, and I know it was, it had a story purpose, but I still would have been like, uh, no. So I watched that this oh. week. Um, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what did you think of the attempted jump scares? Um, 
I think for a younger audience that it was fine. I think for the older crowd, it it wasn't very effective. Right. But you know, the kid is there so that children have somebody that, that they can relate to. And, you know, there's the different adults that you can, you know, that people are there to like latch on to and whatever. Um, but I think those jump scares are mainly for the kids. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, there were too many twists or, or them trying to make twists, Mm -hmm. you know, Owen Wilson, not really being a priest and, you know, the, the father being dead and all that kind of stuff. It was just like, all right, a little too much. They could, yeah, they I mean, could have streamlined it, it. It tried very hard to be a family movie. It, yeah, and like and I the ten minutes where they go to the Hatbox Ghost Mansion mm-hmm. and like just pump the brakes on the entire story. Right. Where you're like, all right, now we're on a side quest. And it was like, you didn't have to do that. Like, we didn't need a side quest. We could have just you know, the, the hat could have been in the house somewhere. <laughs> right. You know, it's in the same box as Madame Leota. Like, it could have been somewhere, you know. Yeah. I mean, overall, I liked it for what it was. I mean, that still remains my favorite attraction right in all the different versions and i do think that it was definitely a good representation of taking an attraction and turning it into a movie Mm -hmm. like i think i think they succeeded there i just think that this what they showed could have been streamlined quite a bit right What else did you watch? Um, I watched. Um, did you know that there was a Grinch Halloween special? Yes. Halloween is Grinch night. Yes. I had never seen it yes. before today. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I literally okay. figured that, that how the Grinch stole Christmas was it. Um, and then it was on YouTube and I was like, and it was one of those things where like, I guess somebody found it on a VHS tape and uploaded it like commercials and all. So it was like 1979 Mm -hmm. TV commercials, which was interesting. Right. Um, but I had never seen it before. And my big question is, doesn't, um, how the Grinch stole Christmas happen in a snowflake? Yes. So how is it like, not snowy in this special like there's grass and stuff well I don't think necessary I mean if it's its own planet but it's a snowflake uh, yeah so <laughs> that, that kind of I mean we orbit we orbit the sun and we're not all deserts yeah but that 
like the whole point of the beginning is like this happens on a snowflake that's falling in the air. Eh. You're thinking too hard. Am I? I think so. I mean, look, I realize that Dr. Seuss is a children's author that hated children. So <laughs> like yes. it doesn't necessarily have to make sense, but you know, whatever. What ifs? What ifs? Um, I also watched a few other YouTube videos, like the pilot of Three's Company. Oh, okay. Which was very different. Okay. It was John Ritter and the Ropers, but the two girls were totally different people. And um, he ends. He I don't know if this. It, the original pilot or not the pilot but episode one the girls have a party and he wakes up in the bathtub after passing out okay and um yeah it was it was i i'm glad it got better um mrs roper is like my favorite right <laughs> just this this horny middle-aged woman um but yeah, it was very interesting. It was very, very interesting. I also watched, I forgot about this. We didn't talk about it last week. I watched Barbie. Oh, really? It's really pretty good. I've heard, well, I mean, it's made a billion dollars, so it, it can't be that bad. Right. No, it's it's very funny. It's very much pointing... Um, a finger at itself that like, you know, Barbie has all these, these impressive careers and she always spends the weekends at the Barbie dream house and all of the different colored Barbies and different abled Barbies are all there and they're all named Barbie and all the guys are named Ken and right. It, it was, it was funny. It was very, it, I, it was worth watching. Okay. And the production's not design is pretty good. I mean, it's all freaking pink. <laughs> but um yeah. Okay. They're like these they're like Barbie doll characters who weren't popular like Alan and Midge. Okay. Cuz Midge was kind of plus sized. Oh. But um yeah, it was it was kind of funny. I didn't. I I heard from guys at work that they thought it was a good movie, so it's like, all right, I'll check it out. And what did you think of the Ryan Gosling song? It's very funny. Yeah, it's very funny, and the whole dance off is is kind of, you know, meta. Right. You know, the Kens kind of fighting each other. <laughs> Did um, what was I gonna say? I have come to really appreciate uh, Ryan Gosling. Really? Yeah, I think he's a really underrated actor. Okay. Have you ever seen uh, the Nice Guys? Mm, no. With, with him and um, oh, what's his name? The guy from Gladiator, Russell Crowe. It's him. It's a cop movie. It's it's a detective movie. Okay. In the 1970s in L.A. 
and they're both they're both um, private investigators. It's really well done and it's funny as shit. And one of the reasons is because of Ryan Gosling. Okay. It's it's worth watching if and I think it's on Netflix. I think that's where I watched it. But he like like the things that I've seen him in. Um so like nice guys, Blade Runner, um The Notebook. Well, the notebook is the notebook, whatever. Uh, the new Mickey Mouse Club, more recent than the new Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, the stuff he's okay. done recently. Um, I th- I shows his acting range, and I really enjoyed. I think the other one was Drive or Driven. It's one of those. Um, he's really good in that too. I think he's an underrated actor. Um, that you know, he, he's popular for sure. Um, but I think he's he could be the caliber of like you know a Brad Pitt or one of them. I never saw right. La La Land, so I don't know how he was in that. But I, 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 La La Land was okay. Yeah, I think he's a good actor, though. All right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I watched though. That was my week. Yeah. Yeah. In between, you know, um, Modern Family reruns. <laughs> Still watching that. I'm now into the later seasons where like the kids are in college and it's not okay. as good. Okay. So. so I'm not watching. Yeah, once as many they of them. grow up, it's kind of yeah. I think the one that I just watched today was the um, the closet company partners with the the new hip closet company. Was this with the robot with the robot voice in the closet yes. that yep. dresses you? Yep. Yes. And it's it's um, Ben Schwartz is like yes. the head of that company. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm about there now. And like, I, I feel like the strongest seasons are behind them. Yeah. You know? And so like, they're just kind of going through the motions until they decide that they don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of too bad, but yeah. I think that happens to every sitcom that runs as long as that one did. Oh, definitely. Definitely. If you, once you get over like eight or nine years, then you're, you're definitely in that territory. Right. Nobody knows how to go out when they're on the top anymore. No, they just beat that dead horse. Well, and it becomes more and more expensive for every season too. Cause right. once you have a hit show that's going that long, then the actors are like, well, you're not paying me the same amount as last season. So, you need to start coughing up more money. Right. And then the return just isn't there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I watched too. Yeah.
I mean, and we, scene. We covered it all. We did politics. We did entertainment. I know, right? And we talked about a Halloween special. Did anybody die this week? Uh, yeah. Who died? The costume designer. Oh, yeah. Um, what was her name? Tripic? Yeah, something like that. Sha- Shana Tripchik. Yeah, she did. She, she did all on the Mandalorian like, and Ahsoka. Yeah. Died suddenly of an unknown cause oh, at 56. That sounds like an aneurysm. Yeah. That's too young. That's way too young. Yeah. I mean, without her, we might not have gotten, you know, some classic Star Wars looks. Right. Because she's the one that would go through all that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too young. Eh, very sad. Uh, did we talk about Michael Michael Gambon? No, we didn't. That I think that happened last week as well. Yeah course known as as the replacement Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies in addition to having a very long career um we lost Dick Butkus when when did that happen we lost Diane uh October 5th oh wow yeah I never heard about that yeah huh Diane Feinstein well, she was right. Another there. reason, another reason for fucking term limits. <laughs> yes. What did Dick Buckus die of? Well, he was eighty. Oh. Uh, died peacefully in his sleep in Malibu. Oh well, I mean, if you're gonna go, that's the way to go. I guess that's the way to go. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I think we talked about everybody else. Yeah, Michael Gambon was were... was kind of a surprise for me. Yeah. I think I think my first introduction to him He was eighty two. Yeah, I know. Um was in Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton film. Oh, he played Van Van Tassel, right? Yeah. Katrina's Katrina's the the girl's father. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember if you listen to um, the the director's commentary, the Tim Burton talks about how Michael Gambon had some of the longest fingers on people he'd ever seen. And so, so whenever I watch, um, whenever I I rewatch Sleepy Hollow or any of the Harry Potter films that he's in, I'm always looking at his hands because he's got like really long, like bony fingers and they like, Oh, they're not like hot dog fingers. No, no. No. They're just like super, super long. And like, 
you know, Dumbledore goes from being kind of a quiet guy to being like a, like a loud dude with like really long fingers. Right. It's weird. He will be missed. Yeah. Apparently there's a, there's a, he did an interview on top gear, um, which was a, which was like a driving show in the UK. And they asked him about, they asked him about like a rumor that he would just make up shit in interviews to see (laughs) if anybody was paying attention. And so he did, he did a role in which he was supposed to be gay. And so they, the, the interviewer was like, well, that must've been hard. And he was like, what? And then the guy said, well, you know, playing a gay guy. And he was like, well, no, I'm gay in real life. And like the, the interviewer just didn't know what to say and just like (laughs) totally threw him off guard. And it was like, he would just make shit up. He would just be like, I'd say so many things that I would forget. And I would just make up multiple things in an interview. That's funny. And I think that's, that's phenomenal. I mean, cause like none of that shit's anybody's business. Like what the hell? Yeah. Right. Apparently his, his real passion in life was restoring like 18th century, like dueling pistols or something like that was his thing. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But who's going to do it now? Well, exactly. The knowledge has died with him. Did he pass it on? We'll never know. He passed it on to Harry. (laughs) Now Daniel Radcliffe will be refinishing old uh, dueling pistols. Gets him strapped to his hands like in Guns Akimbo? Yes. Walking around in bunny slippers? That's a movie I need to rewatch. All right. Well, you got anything else for this week? No. No? I think we we hit all the highlights. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info. Oh, my God. Info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. I can't talk. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. I am enough. <laughs>